Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you for joining us. And, well, we got a double dean show uh, today, as I call it. I like alliteration, guys. So uh, two deans, two people who are world-class at what they do. We have Dean Peter McKeith, Dean of the Faye Jones School of Architecture and Design at the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, and Dean Michael Blazer, Dean of the College of Forestry, Agriculture, and Natural Resources at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. Now, both of them know this because we've talked about it before, but um, I grew up in the pine woods of South Arkansas. I love the forests that cover more than half of our state. I, I tell people a line I use, I love the smell of sawdust in the morning, you know, when I when I wake up. And uh, I am just fascinated about this whole idea of combining a school of architecture, working with a school of forestry, uh, because the forests are such a big part of, of what we do. And, and Peter, I, you and I have talked in the past. We've, we've written about it, but uh, we, are, we are a state in a forest, basically. And I know it affects, it's not only an economic issue for Arkansas, but it, it's part of our culture, is it not? Yes, and thanks so much for the opportunity and for bringing me together in direct conversation with Mike. We talked so often over the last several years about our mutual common cause, which is the forests of Arkansas. I would agree, uh, Rex, that uh, in a large part, uh, the state of Arkansas is a forest culture. It's a forest economy. It's certainly a forested state. And maybe for a long time that has gone overlooked or undervalued. Uh, Certainly it's been, I think, uh, unseen by many within architecture, engineering, and construction, except in stick-built residential construction. And there is so much more to Arkansas's forests, and this is where my work with Mike and his colleagues in Monticello has been crucial in advancing this entire cause. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, tell, tell me a little bit uh, about, I mean, you've got uh, long experience uh, around the South uh, in working in forestry, but uh, Part of what drew you to Arkansas and, and how being such a heavily forested state, this really affects the culture of our state. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the Arkansas is one of the top uh, top producing timber states in the, in the United States, actually. Uh, in fact, one of the most recent analyses that our Center for Forest Business has done was they summed up for every district in the United States, the way uh, the, the U.S. districts are laid out. And the uh, the region the district that covers all of west and through south arkansas is is second in the country in terms of the contribution of forestry to the economy of the state mm-hmm. so uh it's it has a massive uh inf- input on our economy and in terms of what drew me to arkansas uh you know i started my position two years ago but for 15 years prior to that i was an adjunct uh, professor with uam because i was mm-hmm. working in north louisiana and uh there's so much commonality in the the needs of the forests in both of those states that uh, you know I, I work real closely with with the folks here in Arkansas and at one point had 
projects that were covering all over the state there. I was putting 2,000 miles a, a, wow. a month on our vehicles at some point. <laughs> They're covering all that. So so you might as well live in Arkansas if you yes, were going to cover the whole state anyway. That's true. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, growing up in North Louisiana, there was always kind of a little bit of a looking down their nose at you from South Louisiana. They'd say, oh, North Louisiana, you might as well be in Arkansas. So <laughs> I just made it official a couple of years ago. There you go. Peter, I, I want to go back to your years in Scandinavia and how, how they affected your whole idea of, uh, of the forest, uh, affecting a culture, uh, timber driving an economy. Talk, talk a little bit about that, if you would. Well, thank you. It, it's uh, true. I've spent uh, um, 10 years living for full time in, in Finland, which yeah. is now a vital part of our NATO alliance. Absolutely. And, and it's uh, this year, the United States is Finland's leading export partner. And of course, Finland will be quite present in the economy of our state soon enough. But it is uh, so that over uh, its history, uh, the nation of Finland has seen itself as a forest culture and a forest economy. And now it would really presents itself as a forest superpower with a lot to offer to us. For me, the intersection of that dimension of my life really comes uh, clear through the example of the work of Faye Jones, mm -hmm. the namesake of our school in Fayetteville, uh, one of the nation's great architects truly beyond the region, uh, and the work that he undertook looking at dimension lumber and seeing it for much more than just uh, stick-built construction, converting it in Thorn Crown Chapel, as you know, we all know, uh, into a, a real work of art. But the intersection then is, can we in fact see ourselves in Arkansas in, to some extent in the same way uh, as a forest culture, a forest economy, uh, really converting what we have, this green gold, so to speak, of the state into larger purpose, both in economic terms, in environmental terms, and cultural terms. That's what I've learned, and that's what I've uh, hopefully been able to do a little bit um, with our work at the school. So how do you meld the work of a school of architecture? texture with with a school of forestry i I'm, I'm fascinated by this partnership but 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 i'm kind of wondering how, how you meld those two well i think the the melding device so to speak is the instrument so to speak uh of or the context of a land-grant university, mm -hmm. which is the University of Arkansas. And that is whether it's the campus in Fayetteville or it's the campus in Monticello, it's all the other campuses. The land-grant university's mission is to serve the people of the state. And as I arrived in my role as dean, I'm pretty sure as Mike arrived in his role as dean, is how do you utilize or, in a sense, direct your school's potentials towards the service of the citizens of the state? Uh, what I saw was a forested state. What uh, I consulted with Mike's colleagues, uh, at, uh, as he was just describing, to understand that there is this tremendous potential still untapped, that there's a surplus growth condition, which we should really talk about, but surplus is also opportunity. How can we convert that surplus into economic and environmental benefit for the state? Which is to say, how do we incentivize more architecture, more engineering, more mm -hmm. construction, and look at the, the new forms? Well, either using, uh, um, let's call it um, old forms of wood construction to, into new purpose or new forms of wood construction into new purpose. And that's what we've been partnered on now for several years. And it's been increasingly productive for us. Well, you let, let's talk just a second, um, Peter, about those new forms of wood construction, because you have really 
transformed the University of Arkansas, uh, I believe, into a national and an international leader in in that effort, which can only be good for this forested state. Well, it's true. Again, I'm just going to keep giving uh, credit to uh, to Mike and his colleague Matt Pelkey for really directing me towards this. That these forms of new uh, engineered wood, which make use of dimension lumber in extraordinary ways, ha- have now ha- reached a, a point in Arkansas where we have a production facility in Conway, and we're now seeing the application of that material increasingly across the state. Uh, in in uh, small to large to even larger buildings, cultural buildings, commercial buildings, uh, academic buildings, and so forth. This is a partnership, and it's been uh, a beneficial collaboration between our two campuses, and one that I think is hopefully a real beacon for uh, the University of Arkansas overall. Finding new uses for wood, uh, Mike, what, what does that mean for the future of our state and the work that you do? Well, for me, it, it it's... Uh, trying to take something that could be a crisis and making it an opportunity. Uh, like Peter said, we're, we, we have an, an oversupply of timber. Uh, a lot of that has to do with changes in traditional forest product markets, particularly uh, paper production. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You know, as we all know, we don't consume as much paper media anymore. But at the same time, we're ordering more stuff online. So there's still continued growth in that sector for small diameter trees. But yeah, I was going to say, just to interrupt you for a second, we can talk all about paper in this building because this is a business that's once used right. A lot of paper, and Absolutely. now it is mostly read on an iPad. Yeah. So there, there's I mean, your example. Right. We are that. sitting yeah. in Exhibit A for yeah. that change. So, um, and at the same time, we've gotten ever better at our tree breeding efforts. So they have more growth potential. Their form is better. So, uh, you know, in some ways, we're we're, we're already changing the way we plant uh, in terms of you know the the genetics that we put out there. We don't have to plant as many of them to be uh, to have good forest there. So, for the market as it's shifting now, uh, we're, we're preparing now for it, but we still have this legacy of these more tightly grown trees and, you know, with the reliance on the ability to thin those and turn them into paper uh, that are, that's kind of, it's accumulating out there. And if we don't do something with it, mother nature will, and it won't be pretty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, that that's where we get disease, uh, insects and fires that can follow that. So we, we want to stave that off. We want to make, uh, make use of that, that forest biomass. And there's ever more opportunities on that. You know, it, it, when we have a lot of timber out there, that's a lot of biomass that can be a draw for new investment. And I think the relationship uh, of what um, Mike and, and, and team are doing in Monticello to what we're doing in Fayetteville can be demonstrated uh, locally so to speak, through the measurements and the metrics and the uh, predictions that are coming out of uh, the Center for Forest Business. But it's also so nationally, even internationally, globally, if you look at the forest products sectors, Mm -hmm. yeah, paper will probably not grow, but packaging absolutely will grow. Great point. Uh, Wood construction is already growing. This is now very clear. Equally, uh, whole areas of energy, uh, for instance, Arkansas has now two wood pellet plants with mm-hmm. probably others on the way. Uh, but equally, uh, such things as uh, 
cosmetics, as well as health and wellness products. All of these are beginning to be derived from our forests. Um, this really is a, a worldwide conversion that's occurring. And with sustainable management, smart management, um, I think very uh, intelligent management that's happening here in this state, this is where we want to be a leader. And this is where we would argue, I think, that Arkansas can be and is already becoming a leader in these particular sectors. That, that is a great point. I've mentioned here at the Democrat Gazette, we're using a lot less newsprint than we once used. But as I think about my residential street where I see Amazon and UPS and FedEx trucks now on virtually a daily basis, uh, uh, packaging uh, a big feature there, uh, right. Mike. Absolutely, and you know that that's robust growth. And there's also, as we saw during the pandemic, there's there's toilet paper that's not going mm -hmm. anywhere. Uh, uh, you know, who, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought that in a crisis, that's what the first thing people panic and get? Uh, but uh, you know, it illustrates the point. There are, you know, there's still growth in that that paper making sector, but it's it's shifted. It's yeah. less from print. So. Uh, but but there's also, like Peter said, more investment coming in using that same biomass for for fuel. Mm -hmm. you know, we we have great opportunities for renewable fuels in Arkansas. You know, there's a lot of noise being made about solar, but don't forget all that biomass out there. And that is that's taking in carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and and replacing uh, some fossil fuels with that. And there's a there's a there's an overall benefit to that. And we are growing timber at roughly twice the rate of what we're using right now. That's is correct. that not yeah, correct? Yeah, we're, we, there's, there's, for every pine tree harvested, there's one and a half still out there. Wow. Uh, for every hardwood, it's almost uh, two to one. Mm -hmm. And my understanding, uh, again, gained not just from talking to uh, uh, my colleagues in Monticello, but now nationally, is that many people regard the future of at least North American forests in the southeast mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. uh, uh, East Texas all the way across to the Atlantic seacoast. The, the future of America's forests are, are in the southeast. We should be in the middle of that. We are, of course, geographically, but we should very much be in the middle of that. And uh, this is where, again, the conversations we're having, I think, are being of real benefit to that. Absolutely. And you hit on a great point. I mean, we look at the the, the droughts out west. We look at uh, the, the environmental concerns. We look at the urban growth uh, in the upper Midwest and around the Great Lakes region we you know in, in out of everything i've read you're, you're right on target that the southeastern quadrant of the united states is is indeed the the future of forestry and arkansas is one of the leading southern states mike that's is right it not? I, yeah, yeah, the, the amount of forest yeah the way i think about it is you know uh southeast u.s is the breadbasket of the world in terms of uh, it's you know we balance our, our 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 temperatures with the ability to to grow things slow enough that it's still good structurally. So we're the breadbasket of the world in terms of producing timber products, and Arkansas is the breadbasket of that breadbasket. Uh, we we're not seeing losses in our forestry sector as much as as other states, even in the southeast. And yet, back to something you touched on earlier: if we don't find new uses 
and don't thin those forests, then we're opening up for all kinds of insects, diseases, whatnot, are we not? That's correct. And And wildfire. And wildfire, yes. 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 And the other dimension to this is, uh, it may sound surprising for either an architect, uh, an educator, and, and and a forester to be talking about this, but Arkansas has everything that it needs to take this into these next levels. It has, of course, the forest itself, which is all the fiber you could want, as they say. But it has the logistics, the roads, the railways, the rivers, the transportation networks. It has incredibly smart people thinking about supply chain and uh, overall logistics planning. And it has capital. And Mm -hmm. and the idea that there's working capital to be invested in new products, in the delivery of new products, the manufacturing new products. This is also what I think is positioning Arkansas well for the future. Yeah, I, I get excited when I when I look at the long-term trends because I agree. I think Arkansas is well positioned. Uh, I don't want to get our let our time get away from us, uh, Peter. You talked about that land-grant mission, that service to the whole state. So um, I wanted to allow you a few minutes to talk about um, the Anthony Center being built on the campus of the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, how the idea came about, what it, what it's going to do, and uh, the the International Architecture Awards you're, you're already receiving for that facility. Yeah, well, thank you. And here, too, I will just come back to this statewide perspective and responsibility for the university coming from that land-grant mission. Um, the, the university in Fayetteville understands its responsibility, and Chancellor Robinson's been very clear about this, to the entirety of the state. Uh, and so our outreach, of course, to uh, Monticello and elsewhere is intrinsic. But the point is when our school, the Faye Jones School, is in fact the only school of architecture and landscape architecture and interior architecture in the state, that means we exist for the entirety of the state, not just for Northwest Arkansas, but for the entirety. So what does that mean? It means we bear, I think, a, a keen attentiveness and responsibility to the interests statewide, which is where we come back to the the interests of the timber and resources of the state or the needs of housing across the state, the needs of community building across the state. These are things that we can contribute statewide. As I saw it, we needed to be a school that was demonstrably attentive to those needs and to be impactful, again, also at the university level as much as at the school level. Uh, where I felt we could be best uh, positioned to do so was through, in a sense, putting our our, uh, our building uh, excellence where our mouth was, where our rhetoric was. And in that led me then to outreach to a number of, of people across the state who have, of course, deep histories and legacies with the uh, Arkansas forests. Uh, chief among them, uh, surely, is the Anthony family. Mm-hmm. Um, going back now seven generations into the Arkansas's forested history uh, and and many others, of course, around. But through those conversations, we developed collaboratively an idea that would be a benefit to the school, benefit to the university, benefit to the state, which is, yes, taking shape as a new building, a research and development center. My proposition to uh, Anthony Timberlands, to those others, uh, even Weyerhaeuser, Georgia Pacific, others who are working in the state is, 
could the School of Architecture be your research and development center for new wood products? And that's, I think, has gained traction. And that's what is allowing us to bring this new building into being. That new building, as you've said, is being designed by Grafton Architects of Dublin, Ireland. Mm -hmm. We did that through a highly competitive selection process. They're partnered with Moda Studio. And yes, this building is now putting the university uh, the state in an international spotlight for its design excellence and its commitment to its forests. And again, none of this would have happened if I hadn't um, really come to know Mike and Matt Pelkey and others in Monticello. Yeah. And I was going to say uh, the the Anthony family, uh, John Ed, a, a longtime friend who I, I first got to know through thoroughbred racing. We've talked about that when I was a young sports writer here at the Arkansas Democrat. But uh, um that connection there, their forest in South Arkansas, where you are, um, Mike, it, it really seems to me that back to that land grant mission, this is an excellent example of how the flagship campus works with another campus, such as the one in Monticello. And I, and I think an example that could be replicated in, in other areas, uh, right. whether it's, um, oh, I could go on and on, business, science, medicine, uh, whatever. I, I think you are really, the two of you are really giving a good example right. of how you work together on a statewide basis using multiple campuses. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, kind of reinforce the point that was brought out uh, a moment ago. Uh, I think one of the most powerful things we do is, is uh, together on this is that, you know, we've got this vibrant industry. We want to take it to the next, you know, continue to grow it. But we're preparing the workforce to do that uh, on our campus. Um, you know, we're we're constantly producing the next generation of forest managers, but we're also now through our Center for Forest Business expanding into helping the logging sector. Uh, we're doing some trainings with them, uh, working on some connections with our technical campuses to have some new certification programs where uh, we can help train people to work in the logging sector and in the mill sector. And, you know, you add that to, you know, those those folks from the ground up, you know, and then add that to what, uh, what, what the Faye Jones group is doing, where they're designing and developing new products there. Uh, I think between these two campuses and what we're doing from research and workforce preparedness, uh, we have a huge impact. You talk about training the workforce to do that. I, I think back to a column I wrote uh, a few months ago uh, uh, when Joe Fox retired as our state forester, and he was talking about one of his predecessors who would always say, uh, I don't know what the question is, but the answer is wood. And I I have a feeling you're also training architects, Peter, where uh, hopefully increasingly for them, the answer is wood. I think that's that's true. And I think the, the larger question is, of course, we're desi we're training the next generation of foresters and forest managers and, and so forth, as well as um, hopefully assisting in the training of future architects, landscape architects, interior architects, community planners, but also engineers mm -hmm. and building contractors yep. and construction managers. And the more tools on the table for all of those folks, the better it's going to be, right? We're just trying to uh, prepare people to have so as many tools as possible for a very uncertain future, to be honest. Uh, and if, if timber and wood can be part of that, and, and Arkansas certainly figures heavily that, then we're doing the, I think, the right work. 
a question, or not a question, but a point I want to come back to is Mike couldn't do what he does without his chancellor, Chancellor Doss. I couldn't do it without the chancellor in Fayetteville, Chancellor Robinson. There's a vision, I think, for the, the university as a whole to be, again, that responsible land-grant driven university. And this is, again, something we feel very keenly and that we share all together. Um, and then it's boots on the ground. Then it's actually doing the hard work of, of getting people trained and excited and committed to doing this. Another hat you wear, Mike, and everybody wears a lot of hats in, in academia, I know, but you're director of the Arkansas Forest Resources Center for the University of Arkansas's Division of Agriculture. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, what the Forest Research uh, Forest Resources Center is and what it does. Okay, uh, that is our research and outreach uh, arm. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, oh, most of our faculty in the College of Forestry Agnostic Resources have split appointments between. Right. Their teaching responsibilities are through UAM. Uh, their their research and outreach responsibilities are are through the Forest, uh, Arkansas Forest Resources Center, which is a part of the Division of Agriculture. So, we actually have a land grant connection and resources through that part of who we are. So, um, we're very blessed with a lot of um, lot lot of really eager and, and hardworking scientists within our group and our students benefit from that. They, they you know, they're learning the, mm -hmm. the latest technologies, uh, the latest understanding of things and from an ecological standpoint from the research that our, our people are doing where we're heavily engaged in looking at um, how we can you know, help our forests respond to uh, changes in climate dynamics and such. You know, as, as we're all aware of, we keep going through feast and famine periods here with rain. You know, this year is a te textbook example of that. We were extremely wet uh, from winter through spring, followed that up with a drought. So that is all of our forests are, are heavily stressed in that in that situation there. So we've got faculty that are doing research on what their tolerances are for flooding and drought, uh, how we can uh, we can breed for that. We can help our, our, our natural systems, uh, you know, bounce back from these sort of things better. So uh, and not only that, but, you know, you're probably aware of our waterfowl research. Exactly. And a, a bit of a marquee for us through and our connection. Have written about that recently <laughs> also, <laughs> as you know. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yes. Uh, through our connection with the Five Oaks uh, Ag Research uh, Center, that's uh, a public-private partnership, uh, our students get to go out there and learn by doing uh, and get a graduate certificate in waterfowl habitat management and hospitality. Uh, but that's also been a big shot in the arm for our, our research capabilities. Um, I'm, I'm glad you hit on that because we had been talking about timber and how we use timber. But Peter, one of the things I've always loved about you, honestly, is the holistic approach that you take to architecture and design. And we, I wanted to touch on this before we finish up. And that is, in this heavily forested state, um, I, I think a large part of our future in attracting and keeping talented people in Arkansas is the world-class outdoor recreational opportunities that we present. And uh, not just the timber they provide and the jobs that those industries provide, but as a place to retreat um, the forest that covers so much of this state, I think are a large part of the future of the state for that reason also. 
Yes, and here's where I think, again, the holistic approach is absolutely key, that there is absolutely economic benefit to what we are working on. But mm -hmm. there's equally environmental benefit. Exactly. Uh, in order to preserve the forest as a place of recreation, whatever your choices are, we need to be doing this kind of work. In order to, uh, in a way, present Arkansas as one of the great places to live in the United States, not only in terms of its uh, proximity to nature, but the quality of housing, the affordability of housing, the character of our communities. We need to be doing this work. This is what always has attracted me about architecture. I'd like, I pretty much think it's what attracted Mike to forestry that what we're doing is about quality of life. It mm -hmm. is about finance. Yes, it's about politics. It's about ecology. It's about the environment. It's about everyday people in, in rural communities and urban communities. And that, in that sense, seeing Arkansas through these through the forest is able to we're able to see Arkansas through multiple lenses and be as responsive as we can as sensitively and productively as we can yeah I, I had breakfast a couple of years ago uh, with brothers Tom and Stuart Walton and I and I love this analogy they said to me they said please don't describe Northwest Arkansas as the next Austin that used to be cool now it means traffic gridlock it means the electrical grid going down they said, we instead would like to see Arkansas be to the central third of the United States, what Colorado really is to the western third of the United States. And this this place where talented people move to live because you have these wonderful outdoor recreational benefits. And, and I kind of bought into that vision. I, li I like the, uh, the idea of Arkansas came, kind of being a Colorado of the central third of the United States. Well, and I think to that point, of course, we can talk about what's happening in, in Northwest Arkansas. And yes, we're actually working on sustainable mountain bike trail design yeah, as, yeah. as a, a way of, of working. But think about Garvin Woodland Gardens mm -hmm. in Hotspur. Springs, not so far from here, 210 acres of woodland preserve gifted to the school, the university, the entire state. This is emblematic, really, of what we're, we're working on. Mike and I most often meet at Garvin Woodland Gardens in order to talk about what we're going right. to do next. In fact, one of, our, one, of, one of my extension faculty is working, uh, or two of them actually, are working to uh, integrate Garvin Gardens in some of their out, outreach programming. Uh, we're having a uh, uh, wildlife habitat um, you know, focused uh, youth focused event uh, held at Garvin Gardens in the in the in the months to come here, and that's where to be somewhat simplistic about it to uh, to work in a state which is the natural state yeah. makes absolute sense. But the question is. What can that mean even more mm -hmm. right, in all areas of the state because of what we're doing in the forest in, in so many ways, what Mike's doing, what I'm doing? It makes absolute sense for us. And, and again, uh, the beauty of this to me from your standpoint, Peter, is you are in a sense going back as you touched on at the first of the show, and we're going to have to wrap up, but uh, going back to the namesake of your school in, in Faye Jones, who, who did use timber and who did use native stone and who did meld his structures into the natural landscape wherever he was. Absolutely. And, and I, uh, was able to meet Faye Jones on, on a, a number of occasions toward I the end. I never did. Life. I, I wish I had had that. Soft spoken, 
good-hearted, generous. To me, this is what an architect and a forester should be in some sense, if I speak, can speak in that way, Mike. But it really is, uh, this is someone who loved this state mm -hmm. and who wanted to see it, in a sense, be at its best and, and really represented it through architecture, through the forest, uh, through all of his work. That, for me, is a real guiding light. Mike, do you find yourself generally optimistic about the the future of the Arkansas economy and where where the timber sector oh, plays into that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have become a forester if I didn't take the long view. Uh, and you know, I, I look at you know the the abundance of resources we have, the fact that we're not seeing the the widespread kind of urban sprawl kind of thing that you you've mentioned as a as a fear. Uh, you know, lest we become Austin in certain areas. Uh, mm -hmm. So we can we're the natural state. We continue to be the natural state, and uh, we can. Yeah, we our resources are a draw for the world, and um, you know, I'm very optimistic about that. And another wide view thing, I think, um, you know, like our forestry students benefit from learning more about the architectural endpoints of some of the things that they're managing for, and I, I, I dare say that the architect students get get a benefit from learning about the ecology of the woods uh, that they that they're designing and, and building from. Yeah. Well, I have so enjoyed in recent years the opportunities to visit the two of you separately and do stories. And it's so good to get you together. Thank you for working together and what you're doing for the future of Arkansas. Thank you. It's very important. Our guests today were Dr. Peter McKeith and Dr. Michael Blazer. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Southern Pride Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.